to another edition of Run Through the A. I'm excited about this guest. We got QB1, our pitcher, Connor <laughs> Nolan, with us. What's going on, Connor? Not much. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, excited. Thank Thanks you for, for coming, coming on. on. All right, so let's start from the beginning. Are you originally from Greenwood, Arkansas? I was born in Greenwood, uh, so I lived there until I was probably about three. And then where? I moved all over the place. Uh, my dad's an entrepreneur, so we went down to Tampa, Florida. So I lived there from age three to 10. And then uh, at 10, I moved out to Reno, Nevada. Um, you know, I stayed out, stayed out there until my freshman year, uh, first semester of high school. And then after that, I transferred down to Greenwood. To I ran somewhere that was for your, to live with your grandmother? Yes, I lived with my grandparents. Was that for, did you make that move for sports? Uh, not really. I mean, I knew the program was good at Greenwood and uh, yeah. I kind of wanted the opportunity to get recruited in the SEC. And I figured my best chance of doing that was coming down uh, to Greenwood. Yeah. How old did you say you were whenever you came back? Was Arkansas? I was, probably, I was probably 15, I think. Okay. So like going into high school. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that Arkansas was always your first choice or were you open to anything like how, how was recruiting for you I, I mean I was always an Arkansas fan growing up I uh, went yeah. to a lot of games so I always loved Arkansas but I was pretty open uh, during the recruiting process I loved Arkansas I wanted to go to Arkansas but uh, I wanted to make sure that I was making the right choice so I went on a, a lot of visits and uh, saw the rest of the options but you know when it's 45 minutes up the road it kind of kind of works out were you being recruited by everyone else for baseball and football too? Like what's that yeah. process like? It's kind of weird. Um, so obviously they can't offer you in both or you can't carry a scholarship in both. So it was mainly I had to be on a football scholarship and then I could walk onto the baseball team. Um, so everywhere I went, that was the availability that they had for me. They said that you know I could, I could get on a football scholarship and then uh, walk onto the baseball in spring. So is the rule with that, I read somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if a sport has more scholarship, like, availabilities, like football obviously has more scholarship spots than baseball, is if you're a double sport athlete, do you have to take the scholarship that offers the most uh, spots for scholarship? Does that make sense? I don't know how exactly it works, but I know that if you are on the football team, you have to be on football scholarship because back in the day they were putting all these other guys on uh, you know track scholarships or a baseball scholarship and then having them go over to the football team so <laughs> um, I don't I don't know exactly what the breakdown is gotcha. when you were getting recruited were you planning on playing both sports all the way through or did you know that you're going to pick one or the other once you got to college but you had to decide in college I guess I mean, I was going to try to play as long as I could uh, doing both, but I knew that at some point I'd have to make a decision. Uh, right. you know, SEC sports, it's kind of tough, and especially in football because you have a year-long process, uh, spring ball, then you have your fall season, and you don't really have the downtime to, to squeeze in a baseball season. But, uh, you know, after my first year, I, I kind of knew that uh, doing what I was doing wasn't sustainable, and I don't think right. a person could play all four years um, and still be achieving at that high level or being you're having your body in the right state to play. 
Yeah. What's that yeah. grind like having to, you know, go in, you start in the fall, football, 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 baseball, like what? And you're doing school on top of that. How do you even get that done? I don't know how I did it. It was kind of ridiculous. Obviously, you know, we're all student athletes uh, first and I had my classes, but I was bouncing back in the spring. I would go uh, on a weekend trip with, with baseball and then I'd come back into spring practice uh, during the week. It was obviously light. I wasn't going through full reps or uh, doing a whole lot, but I was bouncing back from practices. So I'd finish up at football and then head down to the baseball field and uh, throw. So uh, I took it pretty study. easy. Yeah. And then, and then study and try to pass my classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. So was there a point, did you have like a specific like eye-opening moment where you're like, all right, baseball, I got to focus on baseball or was it a gradual and then it just kind of, that was your decision? How did that, how did that process come? It was pretty gradual. I mean, obviously I started a lot of baseball games my freshman year and I kind of saw right. the opportunity there that, uh, you know, if I really dedicated my time to just baseball, there would be a, a better likelihood of me going to the next level or just having a more successful career. And, uh, you know, we went to Omaha and once you see that experience, you kind of get opened up to the world of college baseball and the competitiveness. And that really changed my view. Nice. Not to mention the Arkansas fan base, I think. <laughs> crazy. And what is the craziest fan base? I mean, you can't say Arkansas. Like, where did you get hackled the most baseball-wise? Oh, man. I mean, there's a – everywhere you go, there's a group of people that are there just to heckle you. But I think A&M is probably uh, one of the best places for hecklers. I mean, I like it. I think it brings a uh, – you know, it's a – you're supporting your team and you know part of that is getting in the head of the other team so you know teach their own on that one I kind of like it I think it brings a competitive nature and it brings the best out in sports so or the worst at sometimes but <laughs> it makes it fun yeah I was at the South Carolina game and to me that one was crazy that one was really bad I, <laughs> I've seen a lot of crazy things but uh, some of the things they were saying probably get you locked up now <laughs> yeah that was that was something over there. That's when they were doing the Oompa Loompa chant to Robert I was about to say, Moore, wasn't that know. when they were heckling Robert yes. so bad? They were getting into him. Yeah. And Coach Thompson on the third base uh, line when he was coaching, they were getting into him pretty good. And you know, normally they come after us, but when they start coming after coaches, you know they're pretty serious about their job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And then I was actually standing kind of close to the bullpen for a lot of it, are y'all's. It's kind of crazy that I guess now Arkansas is the same way, but the visitor bullpen, like you can literally lean over and like be on top of the player. It's crazy. It's very I guess personal interactions in the, in the bullpen. They're right in your face. And uh, at Oklahoma <laughs> state, it was kind of that way too. Um, oh, really? you, could, you could lean right over and say anything in our ear. So we had a lot of fans over there uh, getting us ready to go in the game. Yeah. So, in 2020, started off really promising, and then COVID hitting. What was that like? It was just a weird time. I mean, we were loading up to go to Mississippi State, and we got the call that the game was canceled. And um, I kind of had the feeling that that was going to be the end of the season. So I was kind of prepared to uh, move on to the next. But, I mean, just any time you're having to go out on your own and try to figure out how to lift and work out, 
yeah. kind of switch your whole routine that you've been doing for two years. It's a pretty um, eye-opening experience, I would say. Yeah. All right. What year was your last year? I'm, I'm, we're going back and forth. Sorry. But what year was your last year of football? Was that 19? Yes, I think 18, 19. So. 19 season. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So what was the culture change? You've been in a lot of locker rooms. Um, was there a big like culture change or like mentality change inside the Chad Morris locker room versus the DBH locker room, or is it just competitive? It's... I think it's it's different. I mean, obviously, baseball and football are two different sports, and right. you're dealing with 150 people in a football locker room, and and a baseball, you're you're maybe pushing 38 or 40. So there's definitely cultural differences, and once you're established like DBH is, I think there's uh, more of a standard that's set in stone and everybody knows it can follow the culture. So right. uh, it's a lot different than implementing a new culture and trying to start a new foundation for a team. And Chad Morris, I feel like we're still trying to set a tone in the locker room, but I don't, I just don't think it ever happened the right way. But like you said, DVH was, you know, who DVH has, is, I guess, and that's who you're going to be type thing. Yeah, definitely the track record of DVH is, one of those things that everybody respects. And um, I think when you step in that locker room, you have to appreciate that and understand where, uh, where you have to go and what you have to do to, to be a part of the team. Yeah. What's it like playing under him? I know he's like serious business, stuff like that, but y'all still seem to have some fun. So. Yeah, it's a good balance. I think you have to have fun. I mean, this is the most competitive and uh, stressful sport. I mean, baseball is so inconsistent. I mean, you, if you're a good hitter, you go out there and you fail seven out of 10 times and uh, you, you had a good day. So I think having fun is uh, the biggest thing for a lot of these guys and myself. Uh, but DVH is definitely about taking care of business, but having fun on the backside once you once you have success and winning is fun. I mean, that's the that's bottom line. And he really pushes that. You're going to have fun when you're winning. And uh, when you're losing, you try to find a way back on that path to have fun. <laughs> That's like the biggest knock on Twitter, I guess, for fans who talk smack back and forth. It's like DVH is old. He doesn't know how to do fun. Like he doesn't do fun. He doesn't the team doesn't have fun. But like, yeah, actually winning is fun. We've been winning for since he's been here. So that is fun. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, people it's a, say that. It's it's just different. I mean, when you're behind the scenes and you see how he actually interacts with people and what's actually being said. Mm-hmm. Uh within that space it's not just seeing him on on the tv when he's stern face and looking pretty angry but there's a lot of in-between moments where he's having fun and getting the guys jacked up or trying to fire somebody up that really makes him one of the greatest coaches speaking of that what was really fun for fans was watching you and opitz and y'all had a chemistry like no other from what i saw and he was always like pounding the glove and doing stuff How's that as a pitcher to have a catcher like that? It makes a big difference. Uh, Opus was very good at it, and Michael Turner kind of replicated that oh, uh, he this did, last sure. season. He was he was kind of taking what Opus did for us, and it kind of just gives the pitcher confidence of, you know, this guy believes that I can make the pitch. Uh, he knows what I need to do, and I just got to execute. And, I mean, Opus is a solid catcher, and I'm actually reunited with him with the Cubs right now, so uh, yeah. I'm excited to, to get to throw to him again. Have y'all have y'all gotten to throw together? 
fight or is that still to come? Uh, still to come. He's down here training right now. So I'm sure here in a, a few weeks when I start throwing bullpens, I'll be able to link back up with him. Oh, uh, he's in February now? Yes, yes. We have a lot of guys that are training over at the facility. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice facility. A lot of you guys are so connected with the program. Yes, we, we're all training uh, over there uh, in the weight room, and then we're obviously throwing. So uh, you kind of get to be around uh, the, the team a little bit. And then, you know, we have probably 15 guys that are working out right now. Do you all still have lockers in there? Yes, there's there's a, pl a pro locker room uh, downstairs in the facility. So uh, there's not a ton of lockers, but we're we're fine ways in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you get to catch some of the fall ball stuff? I did. I went to, I guess, three of the scrimmages, the the Rangers and then one of the fall World Series games. Yeah. What do you think about that that group of guys? Because it's I think it's different. It's very different. A lot of new faces. Mm -hmm. It's exciting, though. Um, super talented pitching staff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of arms out there, new guys. And then obviously you have your guys that are returning, Wiggins, um, you know, Hagen Smith. You have your Will McIntyres of the world. And I, I think they have a really deep uh, pitching group. And then hitting, I mean, they were they were swinging the bat well, scoring runs off of a talented uh, instructional league team. Yeah, sorry. It looked like a solid mix of small ball and long ball, which because I was at the Rangers and a few other things, and I was really impressed with what was going on. Yeah, it was good to see the small ball. I mean, that's a, yeah. a dimension that you don't really see or haven't seen in the past few years. We just kind of depended on the long ball, and um, they still do that, obviously. They hit a lot of home runs, yeah. and uh, you have guys, guys like uh, Caleb Cowley that are, you know, showing off the power. So it was a good mix. <laughs> His walk-up song is uh, headed back to Cali or going back to Cali. Yeah. It's, it's fitting. <laughs> or Biggie Smalls, I guess. All right. So um, you got drafted 2022. How was that kind of waiting to hear your name called? It was stressful. I mean, the, the draft is not like anything else, not like the NFL or the NBA. It's a, you know, a back and forth conversation and, you have to make a lot of decisions on the spot. So uh, it's very stressful and you're kind of just sitting around waiting for your phone to ring. So this might be a dumb question, but can you get multiple offers and tonight, like can somebody call like a team, I don't know, random Diamondbacks call, right? And it's earlier, but you think that you can get better somewhere else. Can you deny them? Is that how the MLB draft works? Yes, you could say no. So, I mean, you can have a team offer you, uh, you know, a, a third round in the third round, but they have the wrong number or the, the team isn't the right fit for you and you might want to be somewhere else. So you can say no and yeah. uh, move down the road and hope hope that someone calls later. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever do that? Is that part of your process? Yeah, I had a couple calls earlier in the, in the draft, but, um, you know, the Cubs actually called me in the fifth round and I actually turned that down and then ended up going back with them in the ninth. So it's kind right. of just a back and forth game and you're kind of playing chess, but uh, it worked out for me. And negotiating. Yeah. Yes. It's it's, crazy how many of you guys ended up in Chicago? I know there's a lot. I was out in Arizona with Christian Franklin and uh, Jake Rindle 
uh, he was out there also. So it's kind of getting to reunite with everybody and it's kind of comes full circle. Yeah. Turner's out there. He's with the White Sox. I don't know if he's in. Yep. Yeah. He was out there. Peyton Powell. Lanzilli. Yep. And then I guess Zeb's with. That's crazy. He might be with the White, White Sox also. Yeah. So what's the. How's the grind of minor league baseball? It's got to be a lot. It's different. Uh, you don't really have a coach that's just standing behind you saying, this is your reps, this is what you got to do, this is how many, how many throws you're going to make today. Uh, so it's kind of self-paced, and you got to uh, be pretty driven to just wake up every day and know that this is your job to play baseball and yeah. uh, try to get your body in the best form to perform. Because you, aren't y'all taking like bus rides everywhere and no more flights and all that? It's got to be hard on the body. Yeah, there's a lot of bus rides apparently. I would I haven't been a part of that yet, but from <laughs> what I've heard from the other guys, it's a uh, a lot of bus rides and video games. So, <laughs> so there you go. Are you going? Well, I don't know if you know this yet, but are you going to South Bend next or Myrtle Beach or what? I don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, they haven't really said much, but I would assume it's going to be one or the other. Yeah. I don't know. If the, I would like to like to be in South Bend, but if I have to go to Myrtle Beach for a little bit, it'll, I'll enjoy the, the warmer weather there. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. What was your favorite memory playing baseball or football at Arkansas? That's a good question. Uh, gosh, I have so many. I don't know. I feel like the North Carolina Super Regional just was well, probably the best moment because we had to go on the road and uh, nobody really thought we'd make it that far. And then, you know, mm-hmm. we went in two games and get the dog pile on their field. And I mean, that's that's a special feeling and a, a good group to do it with. So we had a lot of doubts going into the postseason and uh, we kind of just got hot at the right time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was at that series. That was the funnest series I've ever been to for sure. Yeah, and the last game was eight hours long because rain delays where there was no rain, so that was. And they made all the fans leave for some reason. <laughs> do you remember yeah, that? I did. Yeah. It was ridiculous. We were sitting down there in the like visiting locker room for I don't know how long, probably two hour stints, just waiting, and then they'd come in. All right, it's time to warm up again, and then they'd sit us back down, get back up, warm up. So I wasn't pitching or doing anything, yeah. so I was just eating snacks, but everybody else was still locked in for the whole time. So the fans literally, they like made us leave and there was like a basketball going dorms and then there's a big tailgate. And I, we would just go like literally like 10 feet from the stadium and just play basketball, a group of us during each thing. And then they would call us back in and go back and forth and do it all again. It was the wildest thing I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never been a part of a rain delay where it doesn't actually rain. <laughs> yeah, sunny. But, yeah, I guess the – I don't know how they explained it, but I guess the radius for lightning is expanded for ESPN. So um, that that was their reasoning. But I didn't see lightning either. So I'm I'm no meteorologist, but I think I could do that job. That was a lot. <laughs> I got roasted on Twitter because somebody told me it was heat lightning. So I put in – what I'm being told is delay for heat lighting. And everybody's like, that's not a thing. And it's, I, don't know. <laughs> I got torn up on Twitter for that. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, side note, Auburn just fired Brian Horson. 
We ended Harson. Wow. One minute ago. That's <laughs> good. Is it? That didn't take long. What do you make? No, it didn't. They got after. Well, they tried to sabotage them before the season started. Yeah, that whole thing was kind of weird, and then it just kind of went by the wayside. That's that's surprising. I didn't think they'd actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> what a moment. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the best thing right now to be is a bad football coach. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not kind of money. They are the most successful Jimbo, people. Yeah, and then Jimbo get like a hundred million dollars for getting fired whenever that happens. But <laughs> that would be it's nice. crazy. All right. Speaking of football, um, do you have a favorite moment? during your football season and am I allowed to ask if you have a least favorite moment you probably oh, don't yeah. have to answer that if you want. but uh, uh, yeah go for it I mean favorite moment is probably just I guess the Tulsa game in general I mean I got my first start and I threw yeah. a touchdown pass on a on a lazy flat route rollout so uh, I won't <laughs> forget that yeah. that was really fun and it's kind of one of those memories you'll have forever yeah uh, the worst mo- the worst was probably I guess the Missouri game, it was miserable. Uh, you know, it was raining. It was 32 degrees, 33 degrees. And, uh, you know, they put us out there to be the rag dolls for those guys. So they kind of just beat up on us. And I took some hits and tried to make the best of it. But <laughs> yeah. that was the last game of the season. And we got beat, I think, 42 to zero or something crazy. Yeah. So when – I guess you weren't around when Chad got fired, actually. But were you close with Hunter Yerchuk? Did he kind of pump the team up and the baseball? Were y'all? How's Hunter Yerchuk as an AD as to you as a player? He's fantastic. I think he does a great job. Um, you know, we when we come off the field, uh, he's there to you know high five guys and you know just being supportive of the team and not just being a, yeah. a figure that's out there. He's actually involved and. Uh, he does his part to to let us know that he's rooting for us and he's there to support us. He's a unique athletic director. I don't think there's anyone else like him in the country. Yeah, he does a great job. He's very unique, I would agree. Um, and just super – I've never seen someone so involved in sports that's like on the sideline yelling at refs. And, <laughs> you know, he, he gets mad and he'll, he'll, you know, let it be known to the refs or, or somebody that – <laughs> he wanted a different call so I think yeah. that's kind of fun and I've always said yeah I've always said what makes him the best AD is because he thinks like a fan yeah thinks acts like a fan which I don't know to me that's that's what AD's yeah. all about it's he has a passion the, the passion is there and he cares about the hogs I'd like to give a huge shout out to one of our sponsors Chinook Cedary they got the best seeds around best seeds ever and all sorts of different flavors um, you can use code Nija24. We'll put it down there to support Nija Fontenot. We had her two episodes ago. Um, they support Razorback athletes and ILs, and we really appreciate them for everything that they do. Nija is the first softball player to get sponsored. We're going to promote hers hard, and um, that was a great episode. Go back and watch it. Nija24. Chinook sees best seeds in the game, best seeds ever. They really are. So. Go get you a pack and use to go to get 10% off for sure. I guess we'll end it with a few questions. Do you have a favorite restaurant in Fable? Oh, gosh. 
I mean, I have a lot of favorite restaurants, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm a steak guy. Dose has a yes. near and dear place to my heart. Uh, you know, you can get a big two pound steak and and have a good time. But um, I like Bordinos too. Bordinos, Dose, and I don't know. Herman's is pretty good too. Where did they take y'all when you were getting recruited? Do you remember? Yeah, we went to Bordinos one night, and then we went to Dose the other. Uh, they have that big back room, and there was right. I don't know how many people were in there, but it was packed. <laughs> That's a good and that and catfish are good. I can agree. Yeah, yeah, we we did that one time also. I forgot about that. That place is. I, I can only imagine the culture shock that people go through if you're recruiting somebody <laughs> from the West Coast or. Even the I East know. Coast, so you bring up a catfish hole and <laughs> you're eating hush puppies. An iconic place. Um, what do you have a pump up music before uh, each game? What's your routine if you know you're gonna be pitching? I was a big country music before the game. I, country yeah, I would, music, I would yeah. listen to country music and then do my whole warm up. And I like keep my headphones on until I've I will literally step out there to go warm up on actually throw on the field. So you right. know, Tyler Chillers, Sturgill Simpson. I mean, I'm kind of bouncing around all the country country artists during that time. There you go. Best usually, yeah. Most people have like rap, but I think you're our first country music. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Being a pitcher, I don't feel like you need to get fired up and get all the juices flowing it's That's not like true. you're going out there and trying to yeah, take someone's head cool. off so <laughs> kind of the even kill kind of have the cool yeah exactly um i guess i'll end with one more question is dvh runs the arkansas program like a professional program i guess is was there a big culture change or like a big difference when you entered the minor leagues the pros like is it very similar? Is it less? Or you know what I'm asking, I guess. What do you think? It's di- it's different. Uh, I think once you get into the pros, it's more of an individual. Everybody's on their own journey. Uh, obviously, you have the culture of the team, and you want to hold the standard that um, you of uh, being a professional, um, I think, is the way to say that. But you're not – it's not the team aspect, team culture that you would think of uh, in a college locker room. So well, kind of- because everybody's trying to get out of there, you know. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to go to the next level, and you know, at Arkansas, you're just trying to win. You're trying to win a national yeah. championship, and you got to come together as a team and work as one unit. But uh, as a, as a professional, you're just trying to get to that next level. And uh, obviously, I think it would help if you had the team uh, chemistry and um, willingness to to win. But it's also your livelihood and. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah, it, no, it brings another sense. level. You got to compete every day. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Connor, thank you for coming on. Appreciate yeah. you guys having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I'm going to go check Twitter for this Brian Hart. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm about to do. I want to quit that. I want to quit that piece and be like, this is how we oh, talk yeah. out. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wonder <laughs> what his buyout is. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that's I'm, a good I'm question. Probably a lot of contract was. I mean, I want to know if Sexton's his uh, agent. If the Sexton is going to be like eighty million, yeah. he'll like go that. live on a beach for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. right. All right, Connor. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good one. You too. All right.
for this episode, we have a new sponsor. It's called Bogey Tees. Can't really read it there, but that's what it says. Bogey Tees is a t-shirt company. They're golfers. They're out of Arkansas. And so the shirt that Sydney's wearing um, is a special one in Arkansas golfing in its natural state. Sweet design. Love it. Um, the comfort color. I'm going to show you the back of my mask. Yeah, comfort color. Quality shirts, pocket, everything. Um, the shirt I'm wearing is not Arkansas related, but it is a golfing shirt. I will show you. I'll put pictures somehow. We'll show you all what we got. They're awesome shirts. Great people out of Arkansas. Huge shout out to them. Thank you. And yeah, that's it.